Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing I've entitled Guilty, Then Justified. 17 years old, driving a new Firebird with just a couple hundred miles on it, the day before high school graduation. Oh yeah, I thought I was one bad chick. Loving the get up and go in that V8, having a great time with my buddies. Just didn't see that black and white sitting there. I looked down, saw I was doing 55 mile an hour in a 25 mile an hour zone. Dang! Well, I made a quick right turn, turned into a long driveway, yelled duck, and then scrunched down in my bucket seat. That is, until I heard the knocking at my window. There was no sense in appearing in court to appeal anything. I was guilty. No judge would find me anything but guilty. But let's just imagine for a moment I had gone before the judge, knees knocking, palms sweating, knowing what was ahead of me. But as the judge was ready to bring the gavel down and pronounce a hefty penalty, instead he says, We all know you are guilty, young lady, but I am choosing to excuse your actions. You are free to go, your debt to society wiped away. In fact, I have written innocent here in your record justification. God's plan of redeeming his children is salvation made possible through Christ's work on the cross, God's justification. Christ was the propitiation for our sin. From the moment of our salvation, God begins his refining work in us and we undergo a transformation as the work of the Holy Spirit's sanctification is worked out in us. That is true redemption. Quite a few shun words. Interesting. While several are obvious, justification is not necessarily so. The concept of justification when it comes to salvation and Christ's work on the cross must be seen in light of the justice system, which is why I used the above illustration. Man who is guilty is acquitted because of God's mercy and the atoning work, which is propitiation, of Christ's sacrifice upon the cross. Oh, how the judge loves us! Once acquitted, as we walk with God, we experience the sanctification process. That is to say, we become more like Him. Our holiness quotient increases. That is glorious. Now, our passage. We're looking at Romans 3, verses 19 through 28. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Stop. There's the word justified. The law makes us fully aware that we are powerless to keep every point of it. No, we all stumble. We will never be justified that is to say, made innocent or acquitted by the law. Paul continues, But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. And this is a killer verse, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed.
to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Romans 3, verses 19 through 28. That's the New King James Version. Perhaps the greatest passage in the New Testament. Martin Luther certainly thought so. Again, all men have sinned. Prophets, priests, your mother, ministers. We all miss the mark of God's holiness. Man is made right with God, not through his works, not through the law, but by placing his faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for him. Saved by grace, plus works? No. Saved by grace, through faith. Well, I'm glad I did not have to stand before a punitive judge at 17 years of age, but I am much more glad that I will not have to stand before a punitive judge at the end of my earthly days. No, when I take my place before him, he will see acquitted, as Jesus has already gone before me. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and the title is Guilty, Then Justified.